0: Welcome to Listen In. My name is Stephanie Gates Sloan, and I want to invite you to listen in on conversations I have with my friends as we discuss engaging college students with the gospel. During my almost 20 years of vocational ministry, and 15 of those being at the University of North Texas, I have continued to observe how difficult it can be for ministries to recognize when adjustments are necessary or when it's time to make changes. And what I have found uh, just through training and honestly, my business background, is that we have to look at what are the needs that are going on around us? What are our, what does our staff look like? Who are the students that we're engaging? What's happening on our campus? And as some of those elements or maybe all of those elements are changing, we then have to respond. And so this phrase that I often hear people in ministry say is we can't change, or this is how we've always done it often has to go out the window for our effectiveness to grow. And I feel like right now in the middle of COVID, we're six months into this. We now have the opportunity, honestly, to refocus and to think through what can we do, how can we change? I've already seen local churches who have shifted into um, new ways of ministry, live streaming, whatever that may have been. But now they're shifting right back into where they were before. But as I talk with local pastors, they're saying they have seen a decrease in attendance from people who used to attend their church before the coronavirus hit. And they don't know if those people are going to come back. And so not only is there a reduced attendance that's happening, but from that reduced population, they're seeing a reduction as well from people who were actively involved in the church before. And so I just want to ask this question and kind of talk through it with you. Why are adjustments necessary and what needs to change? Most of our ministries, the BSM included, Can easily become centered around people coming to us, walking through our doors. We see this in our church services. We see this in any ministry that is happening within our building. We see this in our small groups. It's part of the reason that we have shifted how we do our small groups to where the majority of them do not meet in our BSM building. And in the midst of COVID, we have to see that we can't keep relying on people walking to us, walking through our doors. And so what are ways that we can adjust our ministries so that they can happen without requiring people to come to us? So some adjustments that we've all had to make are live streaming our worship services, live streaming any kind of ministry or training that we're doing. Also, any type of small group that we might have, they're meeting over Zoom or possibly other online platforms. But what we're finding is how do we still engage them? How do we still get to know people? How do we still invest in anyone who may be new that may be found our live streaming worship through social media or even through our website? And I think right now we already had people who were longing for deep friendships, but now we see people. Are longing for community and connection even more. And so as ministry leaders, not only are we trying to figure out ministry effectiveness and what do we need to do, but we're also now being faced with how do we help the body of Christ be the body of Christ? How do we provide connection without endangering our people? And as leaders, we have to ask both sides of those questions how do we provide connection? How do we provide opportunities for people to learn and grow in a relationship with Jesus, while at the same time, making sure that we are responsibly protecting our people to the best of our ability. And so some helpful ideas that I've heard from local pastors and other BSM directors and college ministry leaders really are the return of visitation. One pastor was sharing that They've now started going, uh, different staff members, every night to go and visit people. They give an opportunity for church members and visitors to sign up to get an individual visit at their home. But they're doing this with social distance elements worked in. And so he was sharing, yeah, we sit on a front porch six feet apart and we just get to talk and pray together. And I thought, that's amazing. That's what we need to be doing. People want that personal connection And once again, that ministry leader is going to them. Another church uh, does a really good job with their care team. I lost uh, my brother about six months ago, and my local church has done a really good job of checking in on me and providing resources and care and prayer for me. And so I look at the way that their care team and their prayer team work, and even during a season when I couldn't necessarily be in the church building for a long time, I still felt seen and wanted and cared for by my local church. I think another aspect that I've observed is we have to identify ministries that we can make smaller. And so possibly, what does it look like for us to take our small groups or our Sunday schools or even our ministry volunteer teams And maybe pair up members that that way they have their one or two uh, people that they're checking in with and that they're making sure that they know what's going on in their lives so that they're still having that personal connection that's happening. And maybe assigning a staff member that can oversee some of those teams so that they're checking in as well. But I think in the midst of all of these things that we're trying to ask and answer, we have to be patient. We need to be patient with ourselves and with our people. We're all having to adjust to major changes in our lives. And oftentimes we run into people who are hesitant to adding another change. And so not only are a lot of our families now having to deal with parents that are working from the home and kids who are doing virtual learning. And now we're asking them to add these three things that our local church would typically do And they're overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And we have to be patient and to recognize that right now, there's so much unknown that we just need to extend grace. The last main point that I want to really uh, talk about is the role of the Holy Spirit within our individual lives and also in evangelism and our effectiveness. I continue to find that most Christian students that I interact with, and like I said, this is my 15th year at the UNTBSM, do not have a true understanding of the Holy Spirit. They can talk to me about who God the Father is, and they can talk to me about who Jesus is. But when it comes to an understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit in their lives and working around them, they don't have much to say. And I found in the midst of difficult times and in the midst of when we're trying to increase individual and personal evangelism, that without a deeper understanding and appreciation and a love for the Holy Spirit, we're going to struggle. And so I just want to share with you a helpful resource that we use at the BSM, and it's chapter five in Jonathan Dodson's book, A Gospel-Centered Discipleship. And I'm going to attach the PDF to that chapter to this uh, podcast um, on my website. And so if you would like to go and to see um, that resource and maybe share it with your people, I highly recommend it without an understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit We're going to struggle in the midst of hard times, in the midst of unknown times, but also when it comes to the fear that happens when we're asking our people to go and invest in others. But when we can see the role of the spirit as we're moving and working and getting to know someone and the way that they are orchestrating the conversation and the way that literally the conversation is coming and the spirit is moving and speaking through us. There's so much that can happen in those moments. Not only do we get to invest in someone and share the gospel with someone, but through the, the spirits moving and working in our lives, our affections for the Lord are being stirred. Our understanding of our need for the gospel is being heightened and rem- it's reminding us. And so before we jump into the rest of the resources that I hope to provide, I really think that we have to first say what adjustments need to be made. How do we make some changes? What is it that our people need from us? How do we meet those needs? And also, how do we help them have a deeper understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit? And I think if we start there, that what's going to come next is going to be a little bit easier for us to strategize and put together. But ultimately, even us as ministry leaders, as we're being reminded about the role of the Spirit, it helps to ease the burden on our shoulders. That while God uses us in the midst of his ministry, he doesn't need us. And so friend, anyone who may be listening to this, I hope you know, and I hope that you can trust that the spirit is still moving and working right now, even in the midst of times that look very, very different. If you would like to continue this conversation, you can contact me at stephaniegatessloan.com. The music was created by my talented friend, Vince Romanelli. Thanks for listening.